podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane! That is exceptional! Try and place it, wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. I think I might have already heard it, so you can just edit it out if I'm waffling a little bit. So we reckon it's recording now, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Recording now. Okay, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Touchline Fracker pod. Uh, under the Touchline Fracker, we got the... Spurs dedicated podcast, and we have a special guest today. Welcome, Anthony Costa. How you doing? <laughs> Man's got three number one albums, I believe. Three point oh. six million sold, oh. which he Jesus. wrote himself, I believe. One point four million singles and hey. two-time Brit Award winner. Jeez. Oh yeah! Also, yeah. Um, thanks, lads. Anyway, time Sky Sports news presenter slash broadcaster as well. Oh mate, that was the best day. As well as um, <laughs> he's taken up quite a bit of podcasting as well, haven't you, mate? I'm like a podcast like everywhere, mate. I'm always on it. I love it. <laughs> I love, love. I just love ranting. I'm too passionate. That's my problem. I know. I saw someone tweet you were almost the Peter Crouch of Tottenham podcasts. Yeah, he's got everything, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Since I haven't interviewed Bale yet, that's coming. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Man, so uh, I guess we'll go around and ask everyone this. Si, how are you doing? I'm good, fella. I'm good. Managed to get the kids in bed in time. <laughs> yeah. I had the very same same thing. I managed to get him just down during half-time tactics, spot on. Dad goes here, dad goes here. Daddy daycare. Trust. <laughs> Teacher, how are you doing after a five-a-side midweek? Yeah, good, mate. Still recovering. I must admit, that one there was a bit of an eye-opener for me. I've mm. um, dedicated myself to doing some jogging. Well, I've told myself that mentally. Whether I actually do it or not, it's going to be a different story. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm feeling good. Happy to be here. Thanks for the thanks for the welcome. Of course. Of course. Tops. 
Yeah, Hello. good, bro. All right, man. Off now for the next four days, so just looking forward to the weekend and not being not being at the office. So it's good. Them ones, them ones. And Ohio, back up in Liverpool, are we? You good? Liverpool, man. Like lock, lockdown is here. I would say we we've got local lockdown, so it's kind of tight. Um, but I got a trim today, so everything's fine. Hang <laughs> 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 right now, but. And last but not least, I'm glad to welcome again Anthony, who, I mean, I've been saying as well, like, under the touchline frucker pod, as, as it goes for club dedicated ones, I'd say we have the best looking one. And it's actually a pleasure that we get to add Anthony to that as well. So, Anthony, how are you doing? That's one, that's one. I'm good. Is it me? Is there another one, Anthony? No? Is that me? You, bro. <laughs> There's only one Anthony. Sorry, lads. I thought I was someone else. Um, yeah, listen. Just, just thanks for having me on. Um, <clears throat> I've watched you guys a few times. Listen to the pod. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's, it's football based. Mm. It's all about. Love it. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's good that we actually got the win tonight. So at least we're going to have some good vibes. Obviously, earlier on, towards the back end of last season, we kept on recording and recording straight after some of these losses. So it became wow. a bit tiring. <laughs> we couldn't continue that theme. Uh, no. I guess we'll start off with the positive. I mean, just a quick question. Who do we play tonight? <laughs> so, <laughs> for context for the listeners, we had a, we had a group discussion how we were going to try and pronounce this name, I'm and uh, we've got <laughs> Shania. Yeah. That sounds like a girl sounds like a Jeremy. Yeah, that was your last <laughs> thing, <wasn't> it? <laughs> for the for the Macedonian listeners, uh, please correct us if it's we think it's Shandia. If we have any Macedonian listeners, please let us know if we got that right or not. Shindia. I'm going to try and dash this down like syllable by syllable in my notes here, but I'm still going to fail miserably at it. So, again, to our Macedonian fans all across, we are very sorry. Um, Shania, I hope she's doing good as well. Uh, <laughs> I miss her. Um, yeah, I guess it was a little while ago. Uh, but we obviously got the win on the weekend as well. And yeah, I guess we can start with that. And I'd like to start with someone who is a little bit critical of daddy's tactics at times as well. Sai, do you want to take that one? Yeah. Uh, so we, we started off uh, with a surprise in midfield. Uh, so we mm. did see Lombele get the start. Uh, long overdue. Long, long overdue. Unless I'm remembering a different game, because every every game it seems like he gets a quick cameo. Um, so yeah, we we started okay. I, it's 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 one of those weird ones. It's it's hard to gauge like how well we're actually playing at times because we either start really quick and don't get a goal, or we start quite tepid and manage to squeeze something in. Um, the second half was pretty much where where all the action happened. Um, Harry Kane dropping in a bit deeper and just exploiting space in behind over and over again, um, which is great to see. I think a lot of people think that the 10 on his back is for show, uh, whereas I think now we're starting to see that people are giving respect to his distribution and his movement off the ball and his vision, ultimately. Um, so seeing that and seeing the adjustments over the course of the game 
to see us actually take the game to an opponent and actually set up to exploit some of the holes instead of just being rigid and slow and sort of unambitious in our play. Um, it was a, it was a good departure from what we've seen over the last couple of games, especially. Mm. Now, from what I took from the first half as well, I guess from what I could see, um, I don't know if any of you guys agree, but Tang Yandombele kind of got caught in between being positionally disciplined and being able to express himself. And it was fun in that balance where it was quite clear to me um, during that first half, he was probably asked to play more as a 10 than yeah. like part, just part of the midfield itself. And as the half progressed, he seemed to just get closer and closer to Huibier and Winks and then just obviously like made the difference, especially towards the end of the first half. And then um, the premeditated sub at halftime just to protect him, Lacelso coming in doing his job. Um, what did you think of like that balance? Uh, I was coming to you anyway, Ahaya, so that worked out quite well. What did you think of that balance, Ahaya? Obviously, being on the main point, I touched on um, Tongi's performance quite a bit, but I felt literally, like you just said, moving from more, you know, 10, more central attacking mid to more of an eight or, or six or six slash eight hybrid. I don't know if we want to put that down to we know we know Jose uh, Jose loves shouting from the sideline. We heard a lot of it um, tonight with some of his favourite words. So I don't know if it's going to be down to more Jose telling him to come back or Tongi just using a bit of sense and being like, look, maybe I want to get on a bit. I want to get on the ball a bit more, but the boys actually need more protection. So I'm going to be inclined to give that a little bit more to Tongi just in terms of using his own in-game self-awareness to pull himself back and actually get a bit more involved and obviously worked out for the better of the team. Cool, cool. Um, I'd say I'll bring Ant into this now. So um, your general thoughts on the game against Southampton itself and Mourinho's uh, tactics in that one? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just coming on what the lads were saying, really. You know, um, for, for me, Ndombele's been and will be a revelation uh, from what I saw mm. the other day. What I saw tonight takes the ball by the takes the game by the scruff of the neck, which we haven't done. We've had no one to do that, and unfortunately, you know, playing alongside Winks, he ain't you know he ain't gonna get the best out of him because Winks for me ain't, ain't good enough. Um, I feel and needs someone next to him that can drive forward, and you, you saw tonight when when Lacelso come on, the game opened up. Do you know what I mean? And I think. Marino got the tactics right on Sunday. All right, we went one 0 down. That's just that's just what happened. You know, we had a goal disallowed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the minute again Kane dropped deep, started spraying the ball about, we just saw a different side, mate. And it, you know, I was speaking to my old man, and it, my old man said it reminded me, reminded him of of the huddle days. You know what I mean? Getting the ball, mm. spraying it, getting into good positions, and just just doing what he does best, and you know, either assisting or scoring goals. But it showed tonight, though. Why we need a second striker? Because Kane, you know, he came on, he scored, but we do need another striker now to, to compete with Kane. Yeah, we, mm. can't, we can't keep asking him to come save us like that, man. Exactly, exactly man. <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing. Like, it's, people in school, yeah, that they get themselves into situations they know that only the older brother or the older cousin could get them yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This is yeah. true, man. It's so it's embarrassing, bro. We should be we should be sleeping these teams, bro. Should be destroying them first half, bang, gone. Mm. Um, who else watched 
the game tonight, Tops. Did you catch it? Yeah, I watched it tonight, yeah. Um, it was difficult, like... I thought it was a very positive team that we started off with. Um, Lamella got the early goal. Um, I thought he did all right tonight. You know, he missed a couple of chances. And he did work hard tonight. Uh, but obviously, you know, like Ohio and Ant said, like, the need for a second striker is real, quite really quite imminent. Um, I thought defensively, we, we we were good today. I thought Aurea played well. Yeah, Aurea did all right. Considering mm. he's not been in the yeah. side. Um, it was weird. I thought... I thought Bergeron was a bit was a bit off the pace. I feel, I feel like he maybe didn't get into the game like he mm. like he normally does. Um, but obviously, as you said, you know, when Son uh, Kane come on, they really changed the game for us. And yeah. you know, I'm super happy as well that Ndombele, um he looks like the player that we signed. You know, and it is a bit like um, cliche, but he does give me new new sort of signing vibes in the sense that he's the player that we always knew he was going to be. And obviously last season was a bit of a difficult one, but I feel like now he has Mourinho's trust and he's doing what he's good at doing. So I'm, I'm happy that he actually completed 90 minutes as well. But obviously you can see so many, so many parts of his game, like is so many, there's so many bits of quality that he has that we, we really like kind of missed. And I feel like that partnership with him and the, the Chelsea, you know, moving forward is going to be something that's going to be really positive for us, I think, as well. Yeah. Mm, so promising. And, and the thing is, again, what we're saying, he drives forward. Do you know what I mean? He takes that risk, you know. Winks, he, he just doesn't take risks, you know. And he's supposed to be centre mid. And you just look, look, looking sideways. Look, looking you're backwards. And it's just, what, what, what does he do in training? He must, like, make the best cup of tea to Mourinho because <laughs> I, I, I can't see it, please. Please, I mean, you boys are football, football, you know, you know your football, you're very knowledgeable, but I can't see what the attraction is. I really, really can't, and I want to be proven wrong. But I'm admittedly a, a, a Winx uh, s- uh, sort of stakeholder, if you will. Uh, so for me, Go for me today, today was a weird one because in the whole of the first half, Endombele did look off the pace, um, and you could hear Mourinho from the sidelines sort of giving him words of encouragement over the course of the half telling him to be a bit more active and get a bit more involved and I think one of the things that Winks is in there to do is to offer a bit of a safety net for those type of expressive players just so happened that they managed to pull a goal back so the need to have a bit more expression in that midfield became more apparent whereas if mm. we would have finished some of our chances and maybe Winks's performance would have would have been a bit more justified if you will the the sort of ability to just be that outlet ball if anyone gets into trouble. Um, I do think moving forward, we need to explore having Lacelso and Endon Ballet as a double pivot yeah, or potentially it. working with uh, Winks as the single pivot with those two f- a little bit further ahead of him. Because as, as I said, he does have that ability to basically be disciplined and be quite safe with ball retention and things of that nature. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird one for him because I think... All last season, or the season before last, he, him and Sizoko basically carved out a bit of a niche for themselves where they were pretty combative in midfield and they steadied the ship in a moment where we had no other players there. So I'll always respect him for that. And obviously there's been some standout performances over the years. But I do think we need to start to tailor our system to get the best out of 
the whole unit as opposed to just sort of making do with certain aspects of our team. Uh, so whether that means that he gets dropped or plays in a slightly different role, it will be up to Mourinho at the end of it. But I would like to see him still get, still maintain a role within the side because I think he is valuable for those aspects. Mm. I'm inclined to agree. Like he's um, always raised the point as well. Like, where do you think we're going to find someone who's happy to be a squad player and still be of that elk and quality as well? Um, but yeah, further on tonight as well, I think one of the main talking points was Delhi starting as well after not being involved in the squad in the last two matches. And, you know, there's been a lot of speculation um, with him leaving. Don't know whether that's just paper talk, people trying to put two and two together or his agent saying this or that. Uh, teacher, look, are you having him? Are you keeping him on? I'm a, I'm a big advocate for Delhi Ali. I'll be the first to say it. I like Deli Ali. Today, he did not mm. cover himself in glory whatsoever. Um, as you said, the first appearance since, since the opening day, missed a golden opportunity, very close range, um, which could have essentially doubled our lead and put us in a very comfortable position and not necessarily need to rely on the likes of Harry Kane. Um, and, you know, giving him minutes perhaps isn't what he wanted to do so close to another game. Um, and yet, to be honest, he was, he was deservedly taken off. So... You know, it, it does, it does, it does give Mourinho a couple of question marks, and I suppose you know the Spurs fans will be asking, you know, what, what's happening with his future. But I've still got stocks in him. You know, I still think he's a talented player. Um, I just worry about the system that we're now playing and whether or not he fits that. I think Deli Ali's good in that sort of traditional number ten role when we're playing in a four-two-three-one, but when we're playing that sort of four-three-three-three. Sorry, four three three. He's a little bit lost, um, and I just, mm-hmm. I just, I just can't see how he's going to be able to maintain a long run of games to be able to see that form come back that we know and love from Delhi. So it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. But I've, I've still got a lot of love for him. I still want to see him in the side, but he needs to be doing more than what he's doing at the moment. I think the worrious thing with Delhi is when 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 you start hearing that he's going out and Lingard's coming in, it's like fucking hell. Is that how far he's fallen from grace? True. And hey, and what what are, you, what are you saying about Delhi, man? What are you feeling? Um, you can. T- I mean, you know, it's it's proven. He's 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 been amazing for us. Scored some important goals gets in some great positions and he's been a great servant, you know, at the moment. But the last couple of games, he's got to prove himself. And unfortunately, he ain't, he ain't pulled up no trees, boys. Um, you know, today was, was a day where obviously Mourinho must have put his arm around him and said, listen, you go out there, express yourself and prove me wrong. And well, the proof's in the pudding. He got pulled off after, you know, after half time. So, it, it just something's not clicking with Ali, man. Something ain't mm. right, um, and it's right what Mourinho said to him. Do you want to be a playboy? Do you want to go out and have fun? Then do that. But you have got the ability to go on and 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 be stratospheric. Um, it, it's all about it's all about your head. It's all about your head space. Um, he's twenty five, twenty four. I unfortunately he will start being a squad player because. As you were saying, fella, you know, the system that we will be playing once Bale's fit, thank God, um, you know, Bale, Son and Kane, you ain't getting in that team. 
So, unless you become that Lampard, box-to-box midfielder, driving forward, getting the tackles in, spraying the ball. You saw it tonight. It's just, it's just lazy. He just looked lazy to me. He didn't look like a player that was going out there to prove the manager wrong. Of course I want to be proven wrong. Bloody hell, man. I, I, as I said to you when we first started talking, I love Dali. I still do. Still got a soft spot for him. But I'm sorry, mm. man. There's going, going to be times when you ain't going to be playing, mate. And you've got, you got to try and get in that first 11. Because from what I saw tonight, I can't see him being in the first 11 against Newcastle. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> well, we, like, we, like, we like the expression. We like the passion. I think me personally, like I know I'm quite um, anti Ali myself, but like all agenda aside, like it's, I think what I'm more disappointed in is that we saw someone who obviously loves getting in the box, loves getting on the end of stuff, loves scoring goals. We've seen like super disciplined four four two centre mid performances against Real Madrid from this guy. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's mm. like, how do you go from that and you can't bop Shkendia? Like I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not even trying to take the piss, like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. Because it's not like his... It's not like his place was ever in danger up until now. You mm. know what I'm saying? So, and I, I, I don't like... I personally don't like calling players lazy because to be a professional footballer, you've got, you got to be nuts. Do you know what I mean? Like, at, at, any, at any high level. But I don't know. Like, is he... Is, he, is it a motivation thing? Does he, does he feel like... I don't even know how I want to spin it. Do you know what I'm saying? Just from that Madrid performance, that's that's why I've always thought, you know, there's always the potential that he could actually potentially convert, you know, because I can't I'm not gonna pretend I didn't watch my man at MK Don's like seen a couple of goals at highlights. I don't know if he ever played in a three or whatever, but I'm just like I'm not being funny. You can't only play ten. Do you know what I'm saying? Like as as bad as Urzel is nowadays, Urzel yeah. could do a job at eight. Urzel could do a job as wide playmaker, he could do a job in other positions even when he wasn't fantastic. Like Ali, you can't you can't only play 10 or nine and a half like you have to be able to do other things you know and mm-hmm. it, it was back to I remember everyone remembers in the documentary when Jose was like you don't release the ball fast enough and I always used to think it was just a mm. case of making the wrong decision but I was watching tonight and I was like even now you're not moving the ball fast enough and because you don't move the ball fast enough you don't even have the choice to make a good decision in the first place in the final third you know what I mean so, yeah, yeah. And when and when we break, boys, he's so sluggish. He's so he's so slow. He's yeah. so to get the ball off. He's he's just slow, man. I'm thinking all you want to do is jump jump in the area, try and get a penalty, wind up a player, blah blah blah. Mm. Get off. Get it's, football's better than that, man. You've got ability, as I said when we started talking. You've got the ability to score against big sides, to play against the Madrids, to rule the game against Madrids and people like that. But you know, the managers, our ma- old managers gone. You know, we've got Mourinho in now. Mourinho ain't going to take no crap. That's mm. why I called him out. Because if someone's calling you out in the documentary saying, Deli Ali, you're a lazy trainer, and you're sitting there smirking and laughing, I'll be gutted, man. Someone said to me, you're a shit singer. I'm going to be like, fucking gutted. I'm going like- to mm. go out and work and try and be the best singer. I will never be the best singer, but I will try my best. And he's there laughing, joking, doing stupid handshakes. I'm like, mate, come on, man. Do your talking on the pitch. Because you have got the ability. I want to see the Deli Alley of the 16-17 season. The thing is, that, that Deli Alley, he, he, he made his name with the runs from deep, the yeah. aggression, the link-up play, the, the range of passing. 
But my, my question is for you guys. Do you think it's a case of the Mourinho system doesn't necessarily suit that style of play? Hence the reason why we're not necessarily seeing that same performance from Delhi. Because I don't know if Mourinho is necessarily saying that he wants Delhi making those early deep runs. Do you know I what I'm saying? I think with Delhi, like, I think that's quite a good question. And I think mm. only he can really answer that. Because if you think about the type of player he is, we know that those were the attributes that made him the player he is. But I feel now, as a player, now that the lights are probably being shone on him more than they've ever been, because people want him to get back to the level, we're actually looking at him and being like, maybe he isn't actually as good as we actually thought he initially was. And the one thing about him that I think is really harming him is the fact that he isn't adaptable. It's like the position... because. When he was at MK Dons, he was a box-to-box. He wasn't a natural 10, he wasn't an 8, he was a box-to-box. And when he came to Tottenham, Pochettino played him in a style that actually allowed him to prosper in that sort of, in the final third. And at times, there were times where he obviously did play as more of like a traditional 8 in the middle. But then, it was very difficult because when he was playing under Pochettino, he never had anyone to push for his competition in that place. So he was always playing regularly. And it was yeah. always very easy for him to basically be in the team. And actually, yeah. now, we're asking him to do basically two things. One, yeah. accept that you might not actually be playing every week. And two, when you do play, you might actually have to play a role that you're not really that comfortable with. And yeah. I feel like it's probably a combination of these things that's probably throwing him off. Like, I used to see Delhi as a star boy. Honestly, mm. that I used to see him as one of... I don't really want to use this term generational, but the way he burst on the scene the hype that was behind him and the continued hype when he was playing in those first three seasons at Spurs, I was like, this kid is going to go far. But obviously injuries have happened. And at this point, I'm actually doubting if he can ever get back to that, ever get back to that place. Like, I really am at this moment doubting. Like, I, I have stocks in him. And I do believe that the player that we know him is still there. But again, it might be mental, but I just need him to show it. And tonight is the sort of game that you want him to show it. Yeah. And he still doesn't. And that's what like worries me. That's yeah. what worries me. Boys, would you would you loan him out if you're Mourinho? Would you loan him out to another no. club, another country where he, he will he won't be a big fish in a little pond? Do you know what I mean? No. Go go and play your football express yourself and then come back a better player. I don't know what the answer is, lads. Yeah. You know, I don't know because, I, of course, you don't, want him to, you don't want to sell him, but you've got to start thinking to yourself, if we sell him, we can go out and nick another striker or nick another, you know, another player that number, number 10 or number 9 or number 8. For me, <laughs> yeah. as you said, he should have taken the game tonight. It should have been all about Delhi tonight, taking the piss. And he didn't. He didn't do anything. I just thought sluggish, you're jumping out of tackles, you're jumping in the air, you're, you're not running after the ball, you're not closing anyone down. It's just usual Delhi Alley performance and it's sad to see. Would you loan him out, lads? Would you loan so, him out? Me, me personally, no. Um, I, think, I think our squad is thin enough and we saw today that we, we looked to have a bit more depth. We actually had someone to play on the left when someone up top um Lamella's come in, Lucas has come on. Like there's actual rotation in this squad now. So I don't think it's a bad idea to keep him around. 
especially for this season when we have so many games. Um, one of the things that Tops mentioned was the sort of questions that you have to ask in terms of his role, the expectation, all of that type of stuff. Um, that to me is the key because this guy under Pochettino, so in the goals that got us to a Champions League final was absolutely instrumental. And for me, it's no coincidence that the two guys involved in that performance are the two guys that have fallen off a cliff. The, the sort of emotion that comes with finally being like what you want to be as a footballer and getting to that level. I do think a lot of these players went on a crash after we didn't win and in the season that preceded it. So I do think there is a mental strain there for him. But I do think that the crux of the issue is the system. I think in his best season, he played from the left-hand side with Ericsson playing on the right. We've never revisited that. Uh, there's not space for him to run into when you've got Harry Kane in front of you, sun filling in spots, and most importantly, the bonehead Lucas Moura running into everybody on breaks. So <laughs> I think there's there's a lot of dynamics at play. There's a lot there's a lot of things that are a bit iffy with the system. So it is going to be a case of a him adapting and b Mourinho finding a way to get the best out of him because we've got a gem there and a potential sleeping giant or an X factor. Uh, for us to potentially push on and become the team that we all want us to be. I, I personally, I would loan him out, you know. I think it's one of those ones where, provided he's going to a team that are going to play at a competitive level, um, kick football and be involved and, and, and give him some game time. Because I think that's what he needs. I think one thing the documentary showed me is that he's potentially a little bit immature. So my worry is that when he doesn't get a run of games, that can have a knock-on effect on his confidence. And I feel like for Delhi to play well, he needs to be playing confident football week in, week out. So my thinking is, if he goes on loan for a season, he might mature a bit as a football player because he's going to be among new players, have to adapt, have to adapt really quickly. And at the same time, that same media pressure won't necessarily be on him. Um, I think potentially, as long as he's going to be kicking ball and playing football, um, then he can rediscover some form. Um, and I think if he, does a, if he has a good season abroad, comes back to the UK, has a fresh start with Spurs again, I think we could rediscover that form that we know and love. And we're talking about sort of 2016, 2017, where he was getting sort of double-figure goals and, 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 and a decent amount of assists. Um, and on top of that, it would be a good opportunity for us to you know, reduce the, the, the wage bill a bit. He's on about what, 150k a week. Um, you know, that, that's money that we're going to need if all the new people that we're bringing on board. Um, and I also think if we keep him this season, his transfer value is just going to go down, in my opinion. I think, you know, he's not going to... I don't think we're going to get the best out of Deli Ali considering the players that we've brought on board. So, if we loan him out, he gets the kicks on ball, doesn't necessarily... If he, if he has a good season, maintains some of his transfer value, comes back, he has an opportunity to reinvigorate himself, potentially Bell doesn't stay, um, and he knows what happens from there. Yeah. No, I hear you. Before we move on, what I will say is that... The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. The streets are saying Jesse Lingard releases the ball quicker than Deli Alley. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. I'm not saying I want, man, but, you know. But I, you know what? When I, when, I, when I hear stuff like that, I just think the disrespect is too much, man. Yeah. It's like people like, 
I don't really like comparing players because everyone's situation is different. But for, for Dele Alli to be the age he is and have, to achieve, whilst not winning anything like trophies, but to achieve what he has in terms of his personal, his personal stats in the league and at the level that he's played at, it's, it's unheard of. No one at his level, at his age, is doing what he's done. So when I hear stuff like Lingard, a player who had one assist in a whole season in terms of his like, statistical like, benefit to the team, I just think that's t- too disrespectful. It's just, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Like. The reality is, yeah. Do you know why this has happened to Deli Ali? Because he dropped the Nigerian part of his name on his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that is why this has happened. That is heritage and football heritage. This is <laughs> Damn. Well, I guess we will move on. Um, yeah, I think we covered everything on Delhi. There are some very good perspectives and points on that. Um, there's another bit. I mean, there's been, just been so much happening since the game at Southampton. That's why I had to delete some of the agendas from the notes. So we've got obviously a lot of transfer talk, and I see some of the guys earlier we touched upon how much we do need a new striker. Yeah. Me personally, and I feel like someone might might be even be quick to jump into this degree but I'm loving all of these links with Skriniar right now I'm still not 100% on him as a player but I love the intent and I personally believe we we do need a top centre back more than we currently need another striker why is Uh, that for the short term I think people have been too quick to dismiss Sun as a as a striking option in case something happens to Kane between now and October the 12th um, I'm not saying we don't need a new striker before the end of the transfer window. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I think to to really be serious this season, I'm not saying like we we even have terribly bad centre back options. I just think we do lack that top centre back. Yeah, and um, I think Mourinho even touched upon it, even though like it was quite confusing what he said, but to quote him he said that our squad isn't a puzzle but what I think he meant by that is not it's not a finished puzzle so we've obviously got a very like classy attack full of top names but not necessarily in defense which is obviously something I think everyone knows that he absolutely hates um I think Skriniar would probably take to the Premier League like a Dr. Water from what I've seen of him um I think he could come in with Davinson Sanchez and make a really good partnership. But, I mean, what are your thoughts? Like, who thinks... I mean, I feel like most people are probably going to say we need a new striker before we need a new uh, top centre-back. But that's why to why, get why, people's thoughts on that. We need both. And it... And it um, we Sanchez, don't. yeah. Yeah, you know, he makes a few mistakes, but his football, as, as happens, you can tell there's a bit of there's potential there. Toby, I've always loved, you know, mm. you know, for me, I can't say a bad word about Toby. I think he's been a fantastic servant to our club. And obviously, his legs are getting a bit slower now. But if he's got someone with a bit of pace next to him, he's very good at obviously reading the game. Uh, Skernier maybe ticks that box. Maybe, you know, Jose's thinking, I can play him with Toby or I can play him with Sanchez. Dyer, for me, I, I just, he's, he's just not... 
put in. He's not good enough for me. Um, makes too many mistakes, um, especially when him and Sanchez are playing together. You can tell I'm always very, very wary of that centre pairing. Um, but yeah, I mean, if Skernier comes, as you said, he might take it duck to water. Um, in terms of a striker, I would like, ideally, someone Premiership proven because if you go back mm -hmm. to where we've been before, the Janssens, the Soldados, back in the day, Postigas and people like that, Raziak, oh, uh, you know, they've been absolute crap. So, <laughs> you did me, all right in the Euros, Postiga. <laughs> Snake. Fair play, fair play to him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd like someone premiership proven. You know, I'm mm. going to throw a name out there. I might get shot down. But if an Ings came knocking on our door, yeah. I personally say no. Um, mm. yeah, I just think he's, he's, he's something that we're missing, man. Just, just that little something. Bit of pace. Play, maybe playing a two. Maybe play just behind Kane. I mean, you know, it'll be, it'll be electric. Do you know what I mean? Why can't we play two up top, you know, with Bow and Son mm. either side on the wings? Uh, I'm just, just throwing it out there, boys. And I'm so glad. You know when you said you might shoot me down, yeah? I'm so glad you said Ings, because if you said something like Dini, I was going to take it. <laughs> 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 I'm going to fly by. I've got removed yeah. one on the screen as well, dude. Look at my... <laughs> Dini. <laughs> that was me. I mean, you know, our our Premiership goal, you know, Bar Bar Kane, our strikers that we've brought in from overseas, as you know, they haven't been any good. But for us, we need someone that, as I said, knows the Premier League and to kick on from tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? If we sign them today, they got to kick on. They got they got to know the amount of games we've got, rather than getting someone mm. in who's this big, exciting striker and it takes them six, seven months to settle. Uh, for me, we haven't got that time at the moment. We've got to start competing as of as of Sunday. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to throw a little curveball out there to the madman if anyone wants to catch it. Love a curveball. If, say we get Skriniar and we don't yeah. get Skriniar, like, I personally am resigned to the fact that we're probably going to lose Kane next year if we don't win anything. Yeah, we will. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So does anyone think, and this could be a very backwards method and maybe it might be a one-step forward, two-step-back two kind of thing, but does anyone think it would actually be easy to attract a top striker if Kane wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to start negative to try and get a positive because it kind of defeats the point. We want to be winning stuff now. Like, 100% get that. But there's just a part of me, like, there's certain man that will be like, what, the number 10 shirt's free? Let me get that. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Nah, but ain't that, ain't that a shame, though, that we can't have top-class players in, in all different positions? You know, as you know, Chelsea have done it for, 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 for years. Liverpool have got it. You know, what, why is it such a difficult task to attract a striker, which I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dis disagreeing with what you're saying, by the way. I'm just opening the bigger picture because I've had many arguments with Spurs fans, you know, at, at, at White Lane, you know, oh, who's going to sit on the bench for Kane? Well, we need backup, you know. No one's going to come and sit on a bench and keep the bench warm. But every club in, in the league have got at least two strikers. We're the only club in the top four divisions with one registered striker. And for me, as you know, boys, Kane is due an injury, and I, and I hope I'm wrong. But once he gets injured and we ain't got a backup striker or a striker to come in, you know, we can't rely on Son because it, it just... 
I can't rely on that bloke too much, man, because he ain't he ain't a striker. He ain't. He's not a, a target man. We need a target man, you know, and that's what we're lacking. This 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 question is something that we have all the time. Like we we have this conversation a lot. Um, I think more so than who is going to sit on the bench. It's more of a case of what profile are we looking for. Obviously, we can throw our names until we're blue in the face, but the truth of the matter is, is we've tried two, two ends of the spectrum. We've tried the young, supposed upstart who's going to be understudy and learn from Kane. That didn't work. We had the experienced continental Premier League proven striker. Some would say it sort of worked, but we still had clear gaps in, in our style of play with Lorente inside. So now we're looking at that sort of middle ground where we get someone maybe like Ings who isn't the same calibre as, as Harry Kane, but he's coming off a 20-goal season, isn't he? So we're still asking him to make concessions for the betterment of the team as opposed to sort of finding a profile that sort of finds that sweet spot where it's, yeah. it's a case of this person is happy to rotate with Kane but they're competitive enough that if he leaves, we're not going to be totally at ground zero again. Yeah, um, but you, so I mean, you know, exactly. But you look tonight, you know, we had to bring on Kane to save the day again. Do you know what I mean? We started to, we said that when we started talking. Yeah. Why should we keep relying on Kane all the time? He should have been rested tonight, ready for Newcastle on, on Sunday. Um, yeah, we got, as you know, we've got games coming thick and fast and, you know, if someone gets a niggle, someone gets an injury, we just, the, the season just started, boys. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. we need to identify who, what, where, when, and, and, and now, you know, to start kicking on because it, it, we've got, I don't want us falling backwards again. You know, we, we've, got, we've signed, obviously, Bales and, and uh, Regulon. I can't pronounce his name, forgive me. But that, that's, looking, that's looking like we're going places. And I'm sure getting a striker in, like in Ings, for example, you're playing with Gareth Bale and the best striker in the Premier League in Harry Kane. That's that should literally lift lift just lift you up and wanna and wanna prove that you can be a better striker than than you know than Harry Kane. Do we think that after his experience at Liverpool he'd be willing to do that though? Hundred percent. I think so. I think so. Mm. Even, even I mean you know, I'm just saying tonight, you know, I've just been watching Liverpool before. Origi, I'm not saying he's the, he's the answer to our problems, but he comes on and he, and he gets, he, you know, he, he knows where the goal is. Do you know what I mean? And that's, that's the problem that we've always had. You know, we've always relied on Kane, but we've brought in these players, the Janssens, as I've said, and the Soldados, and they've just been absolute crap. So, do, we think, do we think Southampton are realistically going to let him go anytime soon? I think they'll, they'll go to, to hell and back to keep him. Personally, yeah, um, and I do think if we land Danny Ings or someone of that caliber, then without a doubt, he will personally be the best transfer window we've had in my lifetime. Um, what, what kind of price tag are we putting on Ings? Then? <laughs> well, well uh, Danny Ings, how old is how old how old is Danny Ings? 27, 28? I don't know. He's coming into his last contract. Southampton will basically want blood money to get rid of him. Well, to sell him if they have to. Like, yeah, twenty eight. I, mean, I was. I'm looking at anything thirty five, forty upwards at the yeah. very minimum, mm. uh, purely because also he's English. Um, I I feel like Danny Ings is, is the kind of player that we actually would need 
But I just feel personally, this season, he probably has his aspirations on going to the Euros. So if that means him playing in a team where he's playing regularly, as opposed to playing in support of people like Kane and Bale and Son, he's probably going to put himself first. But I would even push to maybe even look at it next season because if the Euros come and go, say he has a decent season, when we're thinking about, you know, potentially negatively losing Kane, that's someone who I think could definitely come in. Um, I think, like, he is a good player. He's a good player. Like, I think he was very unfortunate when he was at Liverpool, the injuries and that experience at a top club probably maybe pushed his his mindset to be like, you know what, let me just pull it down a little bit and just get good at my craft, which he did last season. But again, for him to then drop back down behind with the Euros coming and him having such a good season last season, you know, I'd be very, you know, if we were to pull it off, it would be unreal. But I just have reservations as as to whether we actually will be able to. Yeah. So what, I mean, obviously there's talks of Milic, um, and I read today Stefanovic. I don't know much about Stefanovic, but Milic, yes, he's a good striker, very good target man. But is he, how long, if he came to Spurs, how long will it take for him to settle? I mean, you'd want him to start kicking on straight away. But as I said, we can't waste time anymore, boys, because football, as you know, is, is thick and fast, man. You know, we want to be in for all the trophies. We want to at least try and win a trophy this season because... You know, we, we have to. It, it's inevitable. We, we, I'm fed up of, you know, you don't get medals for coming second. Do you know what I mean? Or third and, and playing the best football and da-da-da. And that, again, the amount of arguments I've had with Spurs fans over the years, you know, we, we, we came second and uh, third in the two-horse race. And it was just the Leicester year, you know, and we should have won it. But mm. we didn't. And for me, we need competition in every single position. And... and like tonight, as I, as I said, you know, it would have been great to bring a striker on, target man, and, and maybe change the game. And obviously Kane did that and, and scored. But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I really, really think we should definitely try and get a striker by, by next week, for personally. Yeah. I think that's um, another thing that we say we got. We need competition in every area. It's like another that's thing good. which um, Mourinho alluded to where he called our squad not a puzzle yet. Because... I mean, we've still got players that we need to get rid of. Um, yeah. if, most if, of which if, haven't really drummed up any interest. And if you if you count Cherkin in this, we currently have five first-team left-backs, which is something I didn't anticipate us having a problem with. Um, what do we make in Levy's kind of strategy in this transfer market so far? Do you know what it is, yeah? Like, you know, I'm going to use just another like, like everyday analogy here. Yeah. You know, when certain girls complain, like, oh, he wasn't doing that for me, he's doing that for her. Literally, yeah. <laughs> the, way Levy, the way Levy is moving with Mourinho, it's yeah. like, uh, I'll fight for Mourinho for so long, I'll do anything. But when he was a pot, he was like, yeah. what, pot, you, you want me to cook and clean in the yard? Nah, but... He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nah, you, you, you managed to go Champions League with no peas, like, so... I'll no, be, <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be just fine, you'll be just I'm fine. Of you. I'm not shook of giving you no money because I'm not scared of you. Mourinho's been there five minutes, he's like, what? Bale, have that. Reggion, have that. What, you want a third choice keeper for the homegrown? Have that as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah. and you can, I'm, I'm sure we all saw, like, you know, and I'm sure you watched the, the documentary, like, yeah. 
you see it in Levy's face like he just wants to Mourinho all the time. Yeah, I mean, Mourinho, as you know, boys, he's box office. And, you know, it's it's a case of it was a genius plan to, to bring him to the club. I mean, I always had an inkling he was going to join Spurs from last season. Um, you know, he got obviously seen at the ground a few times and he was always bigging us up in, in you know, match on Sky Sports and stuff. And I, and I had it in my head that he was going to join us. And, you know, all my mates were like, shut up, Costa, he ain't, ain't going to join us. He was Chelsea. <laughs> you know, the proof is in the pudding and he, has, he, he is getting backed. I mean, it wasn't worth bringing him in if you're not going to back him and leave, obviously, a man of his word. And, and I put my hands up and I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, mate. You know, and obviously 50 million again today for this defender. Bring it on, mate. Let's, let's have it. Let's compete with the big boys. If you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, we've seen a real statement of intent from Levy. And um, something that has stuck with me is during one of the, um, I think it might have been episode, it might have been episode six, where it was going through the, the Bergeron transfer. Um, and he, he, he sort of says, um, if Spurs end the transfer window, we're not in a stronger position than when we were when it started, he gets really upset. And I just love to hear that. And I didn't expect to. I don't know if that was just sort of bullshit for the cameras or whatnot, but seeing how he's managed himself uh, this time round, you know, you're starting to get a feeling, seeing everything that he's done with the stadium, you're seeing the progress that turns a challenging club into a title-winning club. And you've got to give Levy some respect in saying he's sort of the mastermind behind that. And I'm not, I'm not Levy's biggest fan, to be honest with you. I haven't always been. Um, okay. But I've seen the progress that is reminiscent of someone who wants to build something at Spurs. So I give him his credit there. But I do take your point. He didn't, Poch did not get the same love, did not get the same respect, in my opinion. And I think was arguably playing more attractive football under Poch. So it's beggars belief why he didn't. But I'd, I'd like to think Levy's coming good. Levy's definitely changing, changing to accommodate the situation we're in. I think that's that for me is the key as to why I've been quite patient. Is this has been like a 15 year project pretty much from the mm. taking us from a mid table club to Europa League to Champions League to out of nowhere having a title challenge, Champions League final. Like we've been on a massive journey for, for a long time, and so far out of it, we've had some great memories and an amazing, an amazing stadium. Uh, so I do think it was within the timeline to sort of, maybe not with Poch, but at some point get that box office manager and start to facilitate what is needed at that top level. Uh, so I do think it was on the cards. I, I'm, I'm glad that Mourinho's sort of been the catalyst because it could have been a disaster show had he not been backed. Um, yeah. And it still may be with him being backed, but I'd like to put the benefit of the doubt out there. Um so it is exciting times. I, I, I'm, I'm still a little bit reserved until the window closes because we could just finish in, in a position where everyone's still complaining about not having two pieces that we're all screaming for. Um, but the signs are good. The signs are good so far. Yeah. It really I still is. Think if, we don't, if we don't make those signings, I still think we've had a decent transfer window. If we don't bring in you know, a second striker and another centre-back, to be fair, I'm, I'm less concerned about the centre-back situation. I think we've, we've, got, we've got a decent pair in Ardeviro and Sanchez, or you can mix Sanchez for Dyer, depending on who you're playing and how you feel. Um, yeah, there's a lack of depth there, but you know, it's not, it, it could be a lot worse, is, is I guess my point. 
And I think with everyone else that we brought in, we brought in Rigulia, and I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, to, to shore up the back. You know, we brought in Matt Doherty on the right back. Um, so our back four really looks a lot firmer than it has in some time. Um, so, yeah, I think for me, the first thing on the agenda would be another striker. But even if we didn't land that, you know, I still think we've had a fairly good transfer window. We can be proud of ourselves for that. Mm. I think the air, he, um, he does divide quite a lot of opinion in our own group chat. Um, I'm not sure what your opinions of him are, but just quickly, what I, like how I would sum him up. He, he has a lot of the good physical foundations and fundamentals to be a top centre-back. Like he, he's deceptively quick when he's match fit. Um, he hasn't looked that match fit recently. He's really, really good in the air, strong in the tackle, etc., etc. But he's just got such little experience. Mm-hmm. And just playing a centre-back and just having that concentration, he does tend to coast through games. And then just at that crucial moment, he might get caught on the ball thinking he's a bit more press-resistant than he is. Or, you know, he might just get absolutely clattered in the air by someone like Calvert-Lewin, who is, credit to him, really good in the air anyway. Um, but yeah, maybe in the future he could be a good centre-back. Maybe. I'm not even sure how high his ceiling is just yet. But I feel like we just need someone who needs to be at that top level, like right now. Um, and how do you feel on uh, teacher's pet, Eric? He divides a lot of opinion. Um, when he when he first came to Spurs, like was the first couple of seasons, midfield he was brilliant, um, and then he just he just sort of went downhill. And he's he's I keep him in the squad, right? Because he's good to bring on. Yeah. It, to shore up the defence if we're up 2-3-0 up and you want to settle on and da-da-da but starter for me he's not a starter and, and I hate and I, and I hate saying that because you know he, he does come across as a, as a really you know a really nice guy um, you saw it in the documentary he was really passionate um, but sometimes you think to yourself you do you have got a mistake in you you know that Again, what you're just saying about the um, about Calvert Lewin's goal, you got to get your head up, boy. You got you got it's it's schoolboy football, mate. Do you know what I mean? The cross is coming in. Calvert Lewin, as you said, is good in the air. He's going to get his head on it. You know, I know mm. we made a mistake and we have you know we move on, but nah. I mean, would he start for me? Nah, nah. He's got it's got to be Toby, mate. Toby and Sanchez, Toby Tanganga, um, mm. because as I said, Toby reads the game he's unbelievable you know and I think I don't think he gets the credit sometimes he does I think he's he's quite the um, very understated Toby is um, I feel and yeah I love him and I'm so pleased that he's been in a Spurs shirt for about six years yeah mm. um, I rate him boys I rate him always have like my, I, I, I'm a, what was it when he first come you know scored on his debut from right back buzzing yeah, appearances in midfield. I do sort of think over time in the Prem, I think just over time, the less technically gifted you are in centre mid, the more you're going to be found out in the last couple of years. And I don't know if you man remember when Dyer was coming out saying, "I want to play centre mid," and Potter was like, "You're you're probably a centre back actually." So that that two <laughs> year stint where he was all fighting to go centre mid and he was going to go United for forty million, like I. 
I know we should always let things go and try to move forward to the future, but I'm just like, how do you just kept your mouth shut and gone to the back like you should have done? I don't think you'd be having some of these laps in concentration because, oh, and I'm not going to lie, when you said experience, in my head, I was like, well, he's a big man, you know, but when, yeah. I, when I clock what you mean in terms of like his actual recent years of game time at centre-back, I feel what you're saying now. So, you know, that jars me. But then on the flip side, again, the documentary, one thing, obviously, like, people can think whatever they think about him going to, like, go go protect his brother. Obviously, legally, not allowed to do that. I'd have done the exact same thing. I'm always going to rate that. And what a proper, proper rate. You know when Delhi used to come into the into the change room and dash the water bottles? And, <laughs> and, mm. and then Eric was just like, name names. Stop talking <laughs> about names. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the DC area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Or you're bad boy for that. So yeah. <laughs> for the squad, you know, he's bilingual, you know, he can speak speak to he can get Jose's message across a certain man a certain way, I'm sure. But would would I sell him on pure ability, I would let him go. But I do feel like there is more intangibles that he does. And I don't like talk intangibles don't win you trophies and stuff, but just considering that he's not actually a starter, him going like if we had like a centre back crisis and two man got injured, we're in trouble. So yeah. I, I keep him about for a number of reasons, but I, I don't think he's going to become much better than he currently is, to be honest. Well, yeah, I think that sums up quite well. All right. Um, with all of that covered, games are coming thick and fast for us. Um, I've just seen the date of the rescheduled fixture that we're going to be playing Chelsea on. So we're going to be, let's see, after we play Newcastle midweek, we got Chelsea on the Tuesday, it looks like. And um, just want to do some predictions for the weekend games, because obviously based on the games we've got coming up and the players who probably played more tonight, um, who do we think is going to be playing and shining and you know how are we going to do against Newcastle? Well, that's... It, would be, it would be quite nice to get this weekend uh, a regular debut. Um, mm-hmm. I watched Newcastle at the weekend against Brighton. They were very poor. It was a it was a strange mm. one, considering I thought they were very measured against West Ham the previous Monday. Against Brighton, they were very very poor. Uh, Jamal Lewis had a torrid time against Tarek Lamptey. Um, uh, Harold couldn't hit a barn door. Almiron, you know, it was it was a strange one. They were very they were very poor. Um, I feel like even though we are playing a lot of games at the moment the run that we're, that we're having is kind of positive because people are building confidence people are building fitness people are you know somewhat stat padding so that's kind of like the direction we seem to be going in and obviously as Sai said as well we now have a squad so we understand that there will be lots of players that will be used so like for instance tonight uh, with Ndombele playing the 90 minutes, I don't expect him to play similar sort of sort of time frame in the game against Newcastle. I think um, Kane obviously will return. I think Dyer will return. 
Uh, Doherty will probably return as well. Um, and we're home, aren't we? So, I mean, we need to play better than we did against Everton and give ourselves a decent performance. I know last season we lost to a, a wild Jolinton goal, but I feel like this is kind of where we'll hopefully be able to start kicking on in the, in the Premier League and get ourselves back, you know, back up that table with three points. Prediction, Tom? Prediction, Tops? Uh, 2-0. Uh, Kane and Son again. Here we go. We stuck our neck out with that one. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree. I think 2-0. So... I think what's, what's impressing for me is uh, Newcastle were one of the teams who played in the restart. Um, so we've we've only seen them a few months back. Board mm. hasn't changed that much, and Ness hasn't either. So um, I do think I do think we'll beat them by two goals. I I can't see us keeping a clean sheet though, to be honest. Uh, so I would expect maybe a three-one, two-one, maybe. Mm. Has Callum Wilson scored yet for Newcastle? Yeah. Away to West Ham. Yeah, I think yeah. he did the other day. And they won 7-0 yesterday as well against Morecambe. So I suppose they're all they're all on the up really oh, after. They had Joe Linton shooting from 23 yards. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I know it's Morecambe, but I was like, okay, no, I don't like this because now you're getting confident before you go. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I'll probably I think we can scrap a 2-1 it, will, it won't be a nice I don't think it'll be a very nice game to watch Steve Steve Bruce is not a good manager therefore never I've never I've never seen a good game of football from the Steve Bruce side in my life very good player in his time and I respect it but how he got that job makes no sense to me but obviously we've got, we've got to back the boys I'm, I'm going to say 2-1 Spurs I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more ambitious than a two. I'm going with a three. I'm going with a three-one. I, I do think we're not going to keep a clean sheet. Um, the usual suspects will score for me. Kane will get a goal. Son will get a goal. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to throw Lacelso's name out there just because he's due. Um, so yeah, I'm going with a three-one. Nice man. Sorry. Yeah, uh, similar to teacher. I, th- I think I cut out before. Um, Obviously, having played them so recently, I do think the result will be very much the same. Um, we are at home and we're in a bit better form than we were at that time as well. So a 3-1 is a safe bet. Although I am feeling my neck grow a little bit like our third place keeper. So a bit risky business there. But yeah, a win, a win for us at the weekend. Beautiful, positive energy all round. Uh, thank you for that, Levy, as well. Cause I feel like you've inspired that with Bale um, <laughs> a little bit. And um, I've got to say, like, I've quite, uh, like Anthony, where he's uh, repeated and stayed the same and true to himself with what he said on Sky Sports, quite re- like, was he back in when you made your appearance? during that January transfer window, which, um, I mean, during this podcast as well, you've seemed very knowledgeable on Spurs. So I've got to say, and you both got quite a bit of unfair stick. Uh, When will you be appearing on there again to show off your new figure, big man? No, no, it was just a bit of a laugh, a bit of a laugh for me and Bridgie, man. 
you know what I mean? Mm. Fucking hell, people think like, it's serious. You know what I mean? I went on it for a laugh and it just makes me just, people, I don't know, man. People got nothing better to do, but hey-ho, put them in front of you, see how they get on. Do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, listen, I loved it. I, I, I get starstruck when I go in the studios, mates. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I've just heard, boys, I've just read um, Sky Sports News, the, the goals uh, that we had tonight um, against that club. They were five that club. They were five centimetres too small. So Mourinho's like laughing about it. He knew, man, man, he's a Olympic, <laughs> didn't he? I ain't getting past him, boy. How <laughs> <laughs> old Sky Sports just reading it? But um, yeah, yeah, man, love it. On, on, on the topic of Sky Sports, um, I was wondering, uh, has your excitement for Jetson dissipated at all? <laughs> um, what? What about him? Hands up, man! What about him? I thought it was going to be the next. I mean, I mean, I think we got the wrong Fernandez boys back in January. <laughs> no, I'm like, what? He hasn't even featured. Not even tonight. Yeah, that's yeah, sad. Like, right back. <laughs> Fifty million buyout clause. I mean, I can't really see Levy paying that. Definitely not. Pay fifty million to fly him back. Uh, what is going on with that? He, oh, I don't know, man. He's got a leaf. He's just there for the vibes, man. He's just there for the vibes. That's all he's there for. To not even get a game like this against, yeah. you know, this team tonight shows you, mate. He must not rate him. minutes off the bench it is a weird one. I completely forgot about him, boys. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess um, we'll fully wrap it up. We'll get to the nice end of the podcast now we get some glorious fan questions um unfortunately i don't think we've got any from macedonia <laughs> but um first question this is something that i agree with although it's not a priority for us at the minute question from i am underscore tulu do you agree that we need one more midfielder e.g probably a playmaker yes yeah Sabitzer. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's mental. He's a quality player. He's a good player. He's a good player. Yeah, I I definitely think we do. I feel like, you know, we saw we saw we we got a crumb of the uh, Lacelso and Dom double pivot. You know, but I, I think that's I think that's just too creative for, for for Jose's liking. Personally, I don't I don't I don't think we'll see much of it. I'd love to see, it, obviously. Um, Obviously, I had my stocks in the pie from the jump, but you know that's Coben's boy. So he's uh, has he already gone? He's gone, boss already. I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's it's like confirmed, but I think it's currently in in transition. Yeah, yeah man. He's he's he saw Suarez crying, and he's like, "Yeah, run me that number seven shirt." <laughs> I was crying. Um, yeah, I, I was yeah. I've been screaming for a creative guy, but I, I don't know. I don't actually have a name off the top of my head anymore, if I'm going to be really real. Obviously, the Coutinho talk went mad quiet, which I'm not overly pressed about, to be honest. Like, he, he looks like he's going to settle fine back at Barca. But yeah, just I just don't want there to be an over-reliance on Lo Celso, you know? And like, you know, we want Ndom to stay. We want Tongi to stay fit. He's not going to be fit the entire time. I'm not saying he's that guaranteed injury, but we do need to obviously like manage his load very well. So... We need that other person who actually does know how to unlock because we, we still haven't replaced Ericsson. 
Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, for me, I think I think we definitely do. Do we need one more than a striker? Uh, it might depend how you, Bale is utilized when he's fit. I don't know. I'm not saying Bale. I know he's wearing the nine. I'm not saying he's going to be a direct, you know, rotation option for nine. He might. He might not be because ideally, Jose wants to play on a break all the time. But I think I'd, in terms of importance, I'd probably put a creative mid on the same level as a centre-back and a striker being the top priority for me personally. My mind will probably change by the time this is uploaded, though. So. I'm yeah. opposite to that. I, yeah. I think Ndombele and Lacelso give you enough creativity from those centre-midfield positions. Um, and then we've got three guys up top who can create for each other. Um, so to mirror Liverpool a little bit, I think we just need someone with industry, but... Uh, with a bit more discipline than what we've seen from Hoybier, because that guy's been scaring the shit out of me. Mm. <laughs> I've, I've, for some reason, convinced myself that he would be be able to play somewhat of a single pivot with having Lacelso and uh, Endombele to either side of him. But I would not trust him. I would not trust him at all. Like he just goes running off, blasting into people, clattering himself, and. I know he's not been injured uh, in a long time, but I see an injury pending for him because he's just reckless at the minute. And I do feel like we mm. need to be a bit more disciplined in that role. Well, I think the uh, advocates for Lamella to stay are going to hate that one as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think Hoibe, um I think most of us assumed that he would just come in and play as a single pivot and probably a 4-3-3. But no, he's... Um, been utilised by Mourinho in the double pivot and you know we're going to see we've got a question here from OBXN17 what are the minimum requirements I guess we can ask this question again um, once we do have the rest of our targets in but with our projected targets as well what are the minimum requirements for Mourinho at Spurs this season Trophy. Um, trophy, mate. Got to be. Yeah. Got to be. Got to be. Got to go all out. Got. It's, it's, it's been too long, you know. Um, I think we were a trophy club and we have to start believing that we can win. And I'm, I'm sure that Marino's going to start breeding, you know, winning mentality into the club because we've been soft too long, mate. Uh, we've got into great positions, different finals, different semis. And we've just bottled it at, at the final hurdle. That's just, that's just being truthful, you know. Um, and I hope Mourinho's going to embed that in now because otherwise, I think, as we were saying before, it might be Kane's last season if we don't start winning or looking to win. Yeah. All right, we've got a few tired eyes, I can see. So we've got uh, just the last question. This is from Joseph THFC81. Um, this is for Anthony as well. How yeah. are you such a legend? <laughs> what Spurs legend? I know, mate. It's been going for years. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I ain't a legend. Just like that. No, I, I just, I just love my football, mate. I love, I love, I love my Spurs. Mm. Always have done. Do you know what I mean? Um, I remember being in, in I'm a celebrity back in 2005 and everyone was like crying about their family and missing <laughs> their dog fish and shit. 
and I was like, what's the Spurs score? <laughs> they, wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't tell me. Um, Playing games at like 3am as well, weren't we? Yeah. That would be your my, time. My ex-missus, ex when she wrote me a letter, she had to tell me the score. Um, it was, I'll tell you when it was, we beat Wigan 3-1 and Edgar David scored. That's how long ago. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. The yellow kit. Yellow <laughs> Yeah, that was a skimmer. That was a proper skimmer along the along the ground. Yeah, yeah. loved Edgar Davids, mate. <laughs> loved it. Yeah, class. I've got one questionnaire um, from at Ohio V One. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, can you please give a shout out to Doctor P because she used to play the Best of Blue album every day when I got. Sally Doctor P, how are you? Keep playing it. Keep playing it. Love that. Into love that. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice one. Beautiful. Beautiful. There oh. we go. Um, well, I guess that all wraps it up. I guess if you are still listening, obviously a lot of our fan base are neutral fans under Touchline Frackabana. So if you aren't on the Discord yet, make sure you join up. Uh, a few of us are going to be in the live chats. Uh, for probable Mourinho meltdowns but you know there's a one way to find out download discord and see and um, thank you again and one love to Anthony Costa for joining us on the podcast <laughs> no thanks for having me lads thank you thank you yeah beautiful times we'll roll on the weekend <laughs> yeah man love take care thank you very much Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura, and belted into the net, brilliant goal! On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs! Lucas Moura clips it, a great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! New home ownership can be a real eye opener, but it's the perfect time to look into Homeowner 101 from the Home Depot. Free live streaming workshops taught by expert associates now at homedepot.com/workshops. You'll find indoor and outdoor workshops, even home systems workshops. Plus, you'll get the know-how you need to care for your biggest investment. Master the basics at Homeowner 101 only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Sports Social Podcast Network.